everybody and welcome to a new season, season four of Drinking in the Pen. I am your host, Dawn Garcia, and we are going to kick off this season with some unbridled optimism and some hard truths. So first of all, I have been hearing a lot of chitter chatter from screenwriters and even managers who just kind of give in to this cynicism of this business and it feeds the negativity. And I just have to say, pull yourself away from those people. Because the truth of the matter is, yes, this is an incredibly difficult business. There is no easy route. There is no fast success. And it is hard. But if you don't breathe it and bleed it, maybe this isn't the industry for you. But for those of you who can't imagine doing anything else, that would be me. I can't imagine doing anything else, but there are spaces in between that are very difficult and I understand that. But I just want to say, if you think it's going to be easy, you're in for a really grand surprise because that's not the case. And if you're expecting to be a gazillionaire doing this and have one hit that's just everything, it's not going to happen. That's the reality. That's the hard truth. That's your hard truth. There is no fast, quick way to do this. It is truly a marathon and you are going to have to put in so much work and push past so much doubt and you will have amazing opportunities if you're open to them and you don't want to ruin them. Don't ruin them. Don't ruin them with ego. Don't ruin them with doubt. Don't ruin them with pessimism or cynicism. Trust that it is going to play itself out in a good way. And the only way you can do that is to put your best foot forward every goddamn day. And that means not listening to the negative chatter, not listening to the cynicism, breaking away from those people who no longer serve you because you have to stay on, you have to stay the course. You've got to stay on this. And if you're at a place in your career where maybe this isn't for you, then that's okay. Be proud of yourself for trying. But for those of us who refuse to quit, for those of us who want to keep enduring, who are glutton for punishment, who understand that it is a little masochistic to do what we do, but still do it anyway, that's who this is for today. I just want to remind you that this is a really hard business, but there's just nothing else I'd rather do. And I've said that so many times. And last season was a little bit you know, kind of sporadic for me because I was in the midst of writing that comedy for MGM and Gato Grande and doing the series Bible. I have since completed out my contract and now we're in the packaging process, but it could take three to six months for this thing to have an answer either way and to figure out where it's going to find life, how it's going to be produced, who's going to be in it, when it's going to start production. There are so many things that I have nothing to do with and things that it is entirely on me to just patiently wait for. And so in the interim, you got to look for more work. You can't, you got to hustle, right? You got to figure out what's next. So one of my realities was I had to write a new comedy because the comedy that's for hire, you know, I can't submit that as a sample of my work because the studio owns that. So I've gone through multiple versions of different comedies didn't really like any of them because they just didn't feel very natural and then all of a sudden I decided to be true to life and write what I know and it's funny and it's really my life right now as a parent and as a writer and not really as a writer but um it's just about this stage of my life and it's fun it's been really fun to write but I wanted to share a little piece that I wrote. I really wrote it more for myself as just a reminder because sometimes 
you know, it is a little daunting to wait and not know. And the uncertainty can just seem painful, but that's where the good stuff lives. And I really, truly believe that. So I'm going to read you what I wrote. I hope it offers you a little encouragement. I am going to keep this one a little bit short, but here we go. Life consists of a series of challenges, slips, misses, falls, losses, gains, knowledge, forgiveness, self-compassion, mindfulness, bravery, strength, letting go, surrender, and hope. We live in a space at this stage in life that is fraught with introspection. We wonder how we arrived at this place in time and evaluate all the steps that led us here. So even if you aren't in that deep space of wild success that you had imagined, you're here now. And there's something to be learned and something to experience. Here in these moments of chaos, we can find gratitude. Not because the latest self-help guru told us to, or even because you read it in a Brene Brown book. Obviously, we love Brene Brown. You find gratitude because even if the storm is thrashing around you, you're here for it. And it will inevitably leave you some new seeds that will foster a growth that you never imagined. I believe greatness can only come from suffering. For some of us, that suffering is immense. Success can only come from profound failure. For some of us, that failure almost made us quit. Self-love can only come when you have broken apart completely and are learning how to stand back up and appreciate the cracks that remind you of what you've endured. This is what they call the middle of life. This great swell that determines the endless sea of possibility that awaits you in the second half. You just have to be willing to walk straight into the ferocious sea, allow it to pull you underwater, get so close to drowning you that you're not sure you have the strength to swim upward. And then you climb like hell against the tide, like your life depends on it. Because if you're being honest with yourself, it does. And when your head pushes through the threshold of that weighted torrent, your eyes see things in such a profoundly beautiful way that you know with absolute certainty that nothing can keep you from the life that you know you're meant to live. Again, I wrote that because I needed to tell myself this. Because sometimes it does feel like you're drowning. It feels overwhelming. It feels so hard to just wait and see what's going to happen. But it This is not the business of quick fixes or fast answers or everybody bending to your will. It is a business that you've got to learn the ins and outs of. You want to be savvy. You want to surround yourself with a team that supports you and and fosters the um, positivity and encouragement that you need, but also gives it to you straight. But if they're too negative or too down or too exhausting, it's not a good fit because that affects you. That shit fully affects you. So I want to remind you out there that if you're in this, right, if you've decided to go down this crazy path of screenwriting and you've gone against everybody that told you you were nuts to do it, good on you, right? Because my God, let's be honest, the ones that go a little bit past what people feel is comfortable, those are the people who sit in discomfort and they make a huge difference in the world. And that's what I want. I want my words to matter. I want to I want to be a woman who writes roles for women. I want to be a woman in this business who raises other women up. I want to see diversity and inclusion truly represented on screen and behind the camera. I want to see it in post and I want to see it in marketing. I want to see it in ad agencies. I want to see that there is representation of all of us, <coughs> excuse me, that is visible and tangible and that we watch TV series and films 
and even documentaries that make us feel connected. And I'm very lucky that I have a team of both women and men who totally champion what I'm doing, but they also champion that mindset of inclusion. It's not just a new cool word of the day. It's truly what they believe and what they live out. And I am very grateful for that because you do have to have people in place and people in your life that foster the life that you want to live. If you believe in bringing people up, then you've got to work with people who do the same, who feel the same, who value the same. And that's really important. So I guess today I wanted to start off season four, like I said, I think I said, with unbridled optimism. I want to encourage you to understand that the grit and that discomfort, sometimes you got to sit in it and it's got to make you really uncomfortable because that's when you rise. That's when you that's when you truly find your voice again if you've lost it. And many of us at many times in our careers throughout multiple things, whether it's life being too heavy or too real or financial instability or, you know, fuck COVID, right? I mean, whatever it is, there are just moments that are going to happen that are going to make you have to sit in things that don't feel comfortable. And I truly believe that that's where good writers are born. I, I know that there are plenty of people who say you don't have to suffer to be a a good writer. And I mean, I think I'm sure there are exceptions, but I think the truly gifted writers have suffered. I think to no loss, to no pain, to no hurt, that's where you have empathy. And that is the greatest, greatest asset for us as writers, because it allows us to transfer that to characters, to story arcs, to through lines, to all the things that matter. And it allows us to be really honest with ourselves as writers and honest with our audiences that we're writing for or to, or I hope with, because at the end of the day, what we're doing is special. And, and it's, and it's, you know, it is a, it's a rough business. And right now, you know, streaming platforms are getting hit with losses of subscribers and primarily because they weren't putting out their best And streaming networks have this amazing opportunity to share stories that are so much, so much edgier, so much more deep and profound and impactful than basic cable because the primary networks are lovely, but they don't push the boundaries. And when we got, we got networks like FX and AMC and they were like, you know what? We can curse. We can break some rules. How amazing were those shows? I mean, come on, Walking Dead's still on. And whether you've, managed to watch all the seasons, it's still there. Mad Men won countless awards. You know why? Because it was a show that took place in a different time. So whoever tells you, by the way, that people don't want time period pieces, that is total BS. A good story is a good story is a good story, period. But we needed networks to take more risks because you know what? Real life is not about safety nets. There's Hallmark if you want a super easy, family-friendly, you know, formulaic outlet. And and that is for someone. There is a huge audience that loves that. But then there's the HBO Maxes that are learning their lesson and realizing that they don't need to just cancel a bunch of shows. What they need is to create really powerful content. content. We have shows like Euphoria that are raw and hard to watch because it's so real, right? It's so rough. But the reality is we also want our truth shown. And so whether you're writing comedy, whether you're writing a show like Kevin can fuck himself or Shit's Creek or 
Empire or Chi-Town or, you know, there's so many great shows out there or um, Insecure, which I, I really love. I mean, I think Issa Rae is brilliant. Um, Fleabag, which of course you guys all know, I'm a huge fan of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. But, you know, there needs to be shows like that because, you know, not everything is so, it doesn't fit in a perfect little box. And I think in life, that's what we've seen. So I say run towards that, like run towards your truth, whatever that is as a writer. And in spite of all the things that you hear about how difficult this industry is, it really is. And if you're in it for a quick fix, I'd say get out right now because you're going to struggle. But if you're in it because this is truly what is in your blood, that, that this is what you love more than anything, most above all else, don't quit on yourself. Don't give in to the doubt. And if you have doubt, look deeper. Is the doubt because things aren't happening in the immediate? Because obviously we all have that moment where we, we wish that there was more instant gratification. I have a really strong work ethic and I work really fast and really hard. But you know the industry has a million parts. And so what might make me work faster, you know, there are so many other moving parts. So I have to be patient while they work themselves out. And that is a great lesson. And it is also a place again, where if you live in that space where you know you have to just bide your time, be patient, know that you're doing and working towards what you, what you need to work towards. That's all you can ask of yourself, but do ask that of yourself. Do not get lazy. Don't quit. And if you have a couple of weeks where, you know, you're just not in it, that's fine, but you better be ready to come back hard when you come back. So I just want to say that because this season, I'm going to talk about all the projects that I'm working on all the rewrites I'm going to have to do, um, some detours I've had to take just to get a better grip on what it is I'm trying to do. And also, you know, I just want to share like really the honest side of all of this. And I choose to be optimistic even when I have days where I cry because I feel like, oh my God, everything is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And trust me, I have those days. But I have to remind myself that those moments, those feelings are fleeting. And what needs to remain is my steadfast approach that I work hard. I put in the work. I will always learn. I will always grow. I will take the hard hits and I will get back up and I'll keep going because that's just what you do. And I hope that that encourages all of you because I know it's not easy. I know it plays on your insecurities, but but push through that. Find your strength in that really awkward, awful, insecure moment. And, you know, and just put your best foot forward. So when you feel that wave and that heaviness of the water, remember that there's light that you can see that's visible up ahead. And if you just push through it and exhaust yourself to a point where you're not sure you can make it, your mouth will reach the top and you will take in some air. And that's what I want to remind you. Um, Thank you so much for joining me for a new season. I really promise not to fall off. I, I promise to commit to eight eight episodes. I'd like to do 12. That's kind of my goal. But I'm going to get real in this one. And next episode, I'm going to read to you Spiraling, which was the short that I wrote that won a lot of awards. It's very heavy. It is about suicide. So I'm going to forewarn you now. But it's about hope. And it's about human connection. And... I think we've all been to dark places in our life, but I think the truth of it is 
we need to feel connected to each other. And that's what the purpose of drinking in the pen is, is to make you feel like someone out there. If you're out there, I don't want you to feel like you're doing this by yourself because you're not. We're in this together. We only do better when we raise each other up. So I hope I get to raise you up a little bit. I hope that maybe at the end of this, you feel just a little bit more like it's possible. That's all I want. So thank you so much for joining me. This is the official first episode of season four. I am your host, Don Garcia. This is Drinking in the Pen. And if you need to reach me for any reason, you can follow me on social at Don Garcia or at A Taste of Don. Thank you again. And I'll see you guys in episode two or talk to you in episode two. It would be fun if I saw you, but <laughs> I'll talk to you on episode two. All right. Bye.